and we're back. It's episode 18. Kelsey Lachlan and Brady Stiff and the research bitch Owen Stiff. Uh, the, we are recording the day after Mother's Day. So, Kelsey, happy Mother's Day to you. Happy Mother's Day, Kelsey. Thank you, guys. You're did, so uh, sweet. Did Ben and Adam get you some nice gifts? Uh, the gift of their presence in my life is plenty. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. We've got a very special conversation coming up with uh, our mother, uh, Karen, coming up a little bit later on uh, on the show. But uh, first, uh, really not much happening in the world of sports and until, um, was it yesterday or the day before? I think it was Sunday morning that um, word came down from Louisville that uh, Medina Spirit, the winner of the Kentucky Derby, uh, could be disqualified for a... Uh, a drug test failure, and I guess, Owen, that's the first time that a uh, Kentucky Derby winner could be disqualified for, for such reasons since the 60s. Is that right? 1968, Dancer's Image. Wow. And the uh, owner of the horse that was um, found guilty was caught up in lawsuit or whatever for four years. So it never really got resolved until four years later where I think it, it held up, so... Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, we you know, we talked a little bit about um, what the ramifications of being a Kentucky Derby winner are, um, and they're they're largely monetary, right? I mean, if you can say that your horse is a Kentucky Derby winner, he's worth that much more at the breeding shed. So, um, you know, the, the nature of horse racing these days, especially for these elite three-year-olds, is... Uh, they go to the breeding shed shortly after their three-year-old season and, and start making babies. And, you know, the, the owners get paid, you know, long after the racing career for, for breeding rights. So this is a big deal, um, honestly. I mean, maximum security went on to, you know, pass the Kentucky Derby that he was disqualified from from an on-track incident. He went on to have a pretty damn good racing career. Um, you know, what, ha what happens with Medina Spirit is, you know, it, it remains to be seen, but... Um, you know, well, I, I guess there's a lot to come from this uh, from this uh, controversy, I guess we'll call it. And, um, you know, he, he's going to be entered in the Preakness and there's going to be a cloud over the Preakness because simply we just don't know what's going to happen with the Kentucky Derby. So, um, you know, Kelsey, I don't know what your reaction was uh, when you saw that news. Um, you know, I know we, uh, we we caught you off guard a little bit yesterday with that. Yeah, uh, with my that reaction text. was it's Mother's Day, bro. <laughs> and I got like 17 million texts, which I was very, you know, my heart was warmed by. And then Brady, right up business. Owen, all about the business. And I was like, all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, I, um, I was interested in the CNN article that we posted on social specifically. Um, you know, Bob Baffert's like, kind of enraged and very indignant about this the whole accusation i think it's kind of interesting and i'm i don't think we're going to find out what's happening for a very long time you know you talked about the preakness being in question because we're not really sure certainly not something that's going to be resolved by then no um, and so liz owen four years for the lawsuit the last time um so i i you know anytime something like this happens in the sport it makes me sad um that there's potential for cheating that there's scandal that there's any anything like that um but in horse racing especially it, it bums me out so um i hate that and i i don't even like to think that it's a part of the conversation but obviously it is so 
we'll just have to wait and see like everybody else. If you break down the numbers of what Medina Spirit tested positive for and what's allowed, um, Baffert actually did make a good comparison. Um, I forget who, who he was talking to today, but um, I think he was on. No, I, I don't remember. So I don't want to misquote it. Um, but he, he gave some media availability and um, he the horse tested. Uh, and I forget the name of the drug and I'm going to butcher it if I try to say it. Um, but it's an anti-inflammatory drug, right? Similar to maybe, you know, an adult softball player taking some Advil before a game. So not not, uh, you know, uh, not hurting on the field. But um, and I'm not a veterinarian, so I'm not you know, fully aware of how this affects horses, but apparently you're only allowed a certain number of picograms, which is the first time I'd heard that word this weekend was picograms. Apparently a picogram is one trillionth of a gram. So I guess you're allowed 10 picograms of this particular drug um, on race day. And Medina Spirit tested positive for 21 picograms. So what Bafford says was he it equates to 21 grains of salt in an olympic sized pool of grains of salt that's what yeah, we're but talking it's about here twice the allowed limit exactly so you know obviously there must mm. be some sort of effect right um mm. and what baffert is trying to do is play the innocent Shame card on you, bobby yeah I, and bobby this, baffert this mm -hmm. is the trainer who has had quite a few issues over the years Mm -hmm. Um, it, it last just last year with Gamine, she finished third in the Kentucky Oaks. She tested positive for a drug. I think it might have been even the same drug. Um, and I, I, I don't remember if she was disqualified or not. But um, you know, Bob Baffert has been suspended from entering horses at at Churchill Downs for the time being. He's not going to the Preakness as of now. Um, he's still sending Medina Spirit and one other horse, but. He will not be making an appearance at the Preakness. I mean, we could run all three races of the Triple Crown before um, before the results come back from the second test, and we know whether or not Medina Spirit's going to remain the winner of the Kentucky Derby. So, um, you know, we, we talk all the time, just, you know, even off air, just as, as racing fans and, um, you know, how we want the sport to be portrayed and, um, you know, how we, we'd love for the popularity of horse racing to, you know, be what it once was. And this just isn't helping the sport. Yeah, I agree. The name of the drug is betamethasone. I thought that's what it was, but I didn't want to butcher it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just Googled Medina Spirit to look that up. And the very first article, um, quotes that Bob Baffert is, um, claiming or blaming cancel culture. Yeah. for this happening yeah so really mature way to go about <laughs> this whole thing bob you know he he insists he he didn't do it he insists that the horse has never been treated with this drug he says that he thinks the cause might be a groom or stable hand of some sort taking a piss in the in the horse's stall and then the horse eating that hay that uh, excuse me what yeah yeah exactly i didn't read the whole article obviously <laughs> yeah the, well, i just knew we were gonna go over it and you'd tell me what was that's in it. that's what he's blaming <laughs> it on he he's also um blamed past positive tests for lidocaine which i know we've all heard of lidocaine but mm -hmm. uh, apparently a couple horses have tested positive for lidocaine in the past and he's blamed that on um grooms or assistant trainers using lidocaine for their own ailments and then horses licking their hands or something like that, ingesting that, and then that triggers a positive test. So um, apparently he's 
gotten off of some of these suspensions or, you know, they haven't found sufficient cause uh, for suspension or whatever, whatever the penalty is. You know, horse racing is, is a little bit different than other leagues because every state governs their own racing versus having one national governing body. So, um, you know, that's that's one of the quirks of horse racing. So I, I guess it remains to be seen what happens with Medina Spirit and the Kentucky Ooh. Derby result. That's something we should explore at a later date. What's that? Individual state laws governing this because it's a gambling. Yeah, we should talk about that later, but not today because we are on the clock. We are on the clock. Yeah. Brady has some fun <laughs> stories for us in the non-sports world. <laughs> well, I, I want to get to Owen's segment first because that is a staple. So, uh, Owen, what do you got for us this week? I have a feeling there's a spelling challenge coming. There's always a spelling challenge coming. Love it. Brady, in, in, in your four for five. But I might have you this week. Okay. Can you spell ar- archipelago? Archipelago. Archipelago. A R C H I P E L A G O. Fuck. Five for six. <laughs> and you didn't say it right, so you sound a little bit like an asshole. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of intentionally trying to not say it right because I really want to. Oh, sure you were, bud. Sure but, you were. Hey, you're five for six and you're five, six. Good for you, man. It works. Hey, good for you. <laughs> uh, I did not write down. Oh, it's like a group of islands, I think. Is yes. Ar- archipelago. I believe so. From my geography um, days. <laughs> man, my memory is on point right now. Um, anyway, yes. well, good job, Brady. Five for six, five foot six. Good for you. Um, this week in history, uh, May 10th, that is today. 1869, the Transcontinental Railroad is completed. Brady, why is the Transcontinental Railroad significant? Uh, well, it's the first railroad that went from East Coast to West Coast. And didn't they start on either side of the country and meet in the middle? Yep, I believe so. That sounds right. <laughs> You're the um, research bitch, shouldn't you know? You were looking for, Owen, or not? It is. Well, it, it connected. Yeah, it, the United States is now connected by a railroad. That It, it merged everything together anyways the first part of his answer speaking of trains though my sister and i played bought and played a game board game called ticket to ride which beatles uh, song yes but no um it's a railroad game where you build your um lines all the way through the u.s and you have certain ones that give you certain points i highly recommend it we had a bunch of fun we did it twice last week Friend of the podcast. Nice. And I played <laughs> Since you brought up trains. Uh, May 11th, 1981, Bob Marley dies. Um, of cancer in his toe. Did you know that? I did not. I don't read too far into some of these because it's a lot of researching and I just don't want to dive too deep. But we can, you're, you look like you're looking that up right now. Um, also... <laughs> May 11th, 1992. Shout out to Carly Miro. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Carly. May 11th. Um, so happy birthday to Carly. What'd you do, Owen? What you um, got? Well, I can't say it right now because it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and, and she might I'm, be sitting I'm near like, you. Quote unquote, yeah, she's not, but our apartment's small enough to where she can hear me right now. Got it. So <laughs> I'm quote surprise. unquote keeping a secret or like, yeah, I'm just trying to like, you know, create um, suspense. But anyways, happy birthday, Carly. Um, 
May 12th, 1957, A.J. Foyt gets first pro victory. Um, for those who don't know A.J. Foyt, he later won all three major races in motorsports, the Indy 500, Daytona 500, and the 24 Hours at Le Mans. So, yeah. Um, May 13th, 1607, Jamestown settlers arrive in Virginia. and so Happy they were birthday, the first- America. Happy birthday, America. Yeah. Um, wasn't Virginia quite yet, but Jamestown was the first settlement. Uh, and last but not least, May 14th, 1804, Lewis and Clark depart to explore the Northwest. Sweet. I found they that interesting. From, that, like, uh, they left from Independence, Missouri, if I remember correctly. Spot on, Brady. Nice job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do know so much random trivia. I do. <laughs> um I did find that interesting though, like 200, almost, almost 200 years to the day of Jamestown settlers arriving, Lewis and Clark explore West, Northwest, but very interesting. So that was this week in history. Um, For the first time in this podcast history, there was not a lot, I'll use a lot lightly, a lot asked of me for this week's episode. the biggest uh, topic was um, we were talked about Freedom Seven, which was the um, space um, expedition. Well, that I found out wasn't the expedition; was the capsule that Alan Shepard flew in to go to um, and become the first man in space. And Brady, you had jokingly asked what happened to Freedom One through Six, right? <laughs> well, what I learned is that Freedom Space, or, I'm sorry, Freedom Seven was a space capsule used as part of NASA's Project Mercury. Project Mercury was the NASA program that first put US astronauts into space. Mercury spacecraft was designed for this project. It is a small capsule with room for one astronaut. There were two different types of rockets used for the different expeditions in Project Mercury because Project Mercury had six different flights. Um, the two types of rockets were a redstone rocket and an Atlas rocket. A redstone rocket was used for the first two flights, and only one person was in the capsule um, for the flight. And then the Atlas rocket was used for the next four, and those were four-man flights that orbited Earth. Um, the first two flights, uh, the capsule went into space and then came back down. Um, it's called a suborbital flight. Um, the seven different capsules used were the Freedom 7, Liberty Bell 7, Friendship 7, Aurora 7, Sigma 7, and Faith 7. And I'm 99.9% sure that all of them had seven because there were seven astronauts selected to be a part of Project Mercury. I don't know about you guys, but I would not want to go into space alone. Mm -mm. Yeah, that one person capsule does not sound appetizing. No. 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 Not fun. Um, the last two topics, um, horse racing objections and how they were determined before instant replay. Um, since we're now talking so much about horse racing objections, coincidentally, um, couldn't really find anything on that, unfortunately, but I think Brady, you talked about how like at Arlington, there's the different towers, um, posted along the track Mm -hmm. and, um, there, I think now they're probably used for cameras, but I'm sure at some point there were officials up there and yeah, that makes sense were to happen. Yeah. Um, Good call. Because if it's if it's a foul called by an official, that's when it becomes an inquiry. If it's a foul called by a jockey, 
and it's, it's an just objection. A, objection. And a trainer yeah. can can lodge an objection. As Trainers well. too. Yeah. Correct. So interesting. Um, and lastly, and this is what I think is going to get me the lead research analyst Ooh, title. Okay. Unwritten rules of baseball. Oh, a little <laughs> was recall. It four weeks ago. Yeah, we were talking little, about this. A little recall. But they're unwritten, and I seem to track them down. So <laughs> no, it's like one Google search. <laughs> um, a lot of different um, topics here, and I'm sure we can go heavily into these, but I know we're trying to keep uh, time down. But um, I'll list off a few, and then there's a couple odd ones that apparently have real stories behind them. But um, some of the unwritten rules of baseball, Kelsey, I know that you didn't know too much about these, but um, never put the tying or go-ahead run on base. Um, don't hit and run with an 0-2 count. Don't play the infield in early in the game. Uh, never make the first or third out at third base. Um, some of these were, were like, like, I think, real situations now that like you would actually want to utilize as a coach, such as never steal when you're two or more runs down. But you would think that like if you got a guy in first and you're down two runs, you want to get him in a scoring position. That may mean stealing a base. Um, huh. Never, I'm sorry, don't bunt for a hit um, to break up a no hitter, a perfect game. That's a big one, unless it's a one nothing game or even a two nothing game, oh. right? You you always hear the phrase "bloop in a blast," right? If you're trailing two nothing oh, in a game, always. Yeah, I hear that constantly. Yeah, if yeah. you're trailing two nothing in a game, and uh, I don't care if it's a perfect game or no hit, you're trying to win the game. So if you got a bunt to get on base, and the next guy behind you hits a home run, and we're tied, okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but now if you're down seven or eight nothing, yeah, you better be swinging away. Yep. Um, a couple other ones here. Don't yell while a defensive player is trying to make a catch, which I would agree with. I've been called out um, for that. Don't walk in front of the catcher. Um, there's no crying in baseball. Don't rub <laughs> it. Um, that's more of a, that's not really a rule as much as it's like a, um, I don't even know what you would that's call a it. coachism. Like a, yeah, don't rub it. When you get hit by the ball, don't rub it. Um, don't steal bases with a big lead. Don't bunt during no hitter. Um, and don't show up your opponent. Um, so that's, those are like a lot of the main ones. Um, and you'll hear frequently hear those being called as um, Bush League. So um, if a team is doing something that is deemed kind of low, then it'd be considered Bush League. Um, and then a couple odd ones that I found, um, these have some crazy stories to them, but um, if a pitcher attempts to pick off a runner six consecutive times without success, he must remove his athletic supporter from his pants <laughs> and wear it around his neck for the remainder of the game. I'm in favor of that. Pitch the last, damn ball. Last time this was seen was August 1st, 1924, when um, a player let off with a bunt single. Um, so the pitcher uh, tried to pick him off six straight times. Um, one After the sixth time that he made it back successfully, he jumped in celebration as the Cardinals veteran catcher Mike Gonzalez helped the pitcher to remove his jockstrap and cup and securely fashion it around his neck. Despite the added accessory, Dickerman threw over a seventh time and successfully picked Harris off. After Dickerman finished the day with a complete game shutout, throwing 178 pitches. Oh, crazy. I guess, I guess times were different back in 1924. 
<laughs> um, this is another one. In a bases loaded, full count, two out situation. If the batter has seven consecutive foul balls, he must put the babies of the entire team to bed that night. One night is added for every foul ball after seven. Jesus. <laughs> These are obscure. Scene. Yeah, 1962. Um, and the sixth foul ball was a apparently 480-foot shot that hooked foul late. So then the other player went and had to put all the other babies to bed. Uh, that's an interesting one. Um, if a pinch hitter is injured during an at-bat, the player he was pinch hitting for must marry the closest single female relative of the pinch hitter. This is last seen in 1914 when the backup catcher for the Brooklyn Tip Tops, Yip Owens, wow, Yip pinch, Owens. Hit, pinch hit for a regular backstop Grover Land and was struck by a pitch, injuring his elbow and missing the rest of the season. Yip being the traditionalist that he is, married Grover's mom, Gertrude, as she had been a widow for the previous five years. Oh, no. Yip was said to have re-energized Gigi with youth, <laughs> and the two were married for the next 35 years. Is that what inspired uh, the uh, wedding between Jimmy and, oh, what's the girl's Millie. name? In B- Millie, yes, thank you, in, in Bull Durham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Uh, last one here. This was like semi-recent. If a batter strikes out with the bases loaded, that player that player must immediately be thrown into a lake after the game. Oh, this was okay. last seen in 2020. Down one nothing in the fourth, St. Louis Cardinals managed to load the bases against Cubs starter Yu Darvish. Uh, someone grounded into a fielder's choice before Dexter Fowler struck out in five pitches. After losing the game, a small group of Cardinals fans allegedly snuck Fowler out of the team hotel, breaking COVID protocol, but in the name of baseball purity, so it's fine, and threw him into Lake Michigan. Well, you, you know what happens if you strike out looking in uh, in slow pitch softball is you you owe the team a case of beer. Yeah, or you just Seems walk to the dugout with your head down. <laughs> and those are, those are some of the unwritten rules of baseball. Some a little bit more legitimate than others. Yeah, but I would agree with there that. There you have them. Yeah, and I will gladly accept my plaque with my new title. <laughs> sure, you will. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll see what happens in the Preakness this weekend. They uh, they actually did move the uh, the post draw the, the post draw. It was supposed to be today, Monday, uh, but they had to move it back a day just in case there was any sort of movement in this controversy. And um, I, I guess Medina Spirit is going ahead, and it's going to be a couple weeks before we find out about that second sample for the Kentucky Derby. So, as I said earlier, the whole Triple Crown could be over. By the time we figure out whether or not Medina Spirit is going to be disqualified from the Kentucky Derby, what a shit show that would be if he does go on to complete the Triple Crown and then has to get disqualified from the Kentucky Derby, which would make Mandaloon the winner of Kentucky Derby 147. Okay, so we've got a very special conversation coming up with uh, our mother as Mother's Day was yesterday. Uh, so Owen and I, uh, our mom, Karen, joins us for a very special conversation. Uh, what it's like to raise a couple of boys. Uh, would the family be any different if we weren't as into sports as we were? Uh, and her experience as an educator during COVID. So that's coming up right now. And on this uh, week after Mother's Day, Kelsey and Owen, we have a very special guest with us. We we have our own show mom, of course, Kelsey, a mother of two. But uh, 
Oh, and we, we have our own mother with us here. Uh, Karen, welcome to the program. How are you? Well, Happy Mother's I'm Day. I'm good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me on. I'm a little nervous about the questions that are going to be asked. Probably but... should be. Don't worry, your sons didn't do any sort of prep, so I think we're okay. (laughs) It's it's all life experience that we remember from our 34 and almost 30 years, respectively. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, First of all, a question to both of you. Uh, What did you do for Mother's Day, and was it a a nice day? Um, Uh, Well, oh, go ahead, Karen, please. Oh, no, it's okay, Kelsey. I want you to start. Please do. Um, we went out to breakfast with my in-laws, which was very nice, uh, Cafe 14, and it was delicious. Um, but dining out with a three-and-a-half-year-old and an almost two-year-old has its challenges. <laughs> so we <laughs> cut that a little shorter than maybe we had anticipated um, and then spent a majority of the rest of the day at home. Um, and it was nice. And, and my husband, bless him, tried hard to make it a really nice day, but you cannot control children's moods. So it was a very real Mother's Day (laughs) over here at the Lachlan household. Yeah, well, you know, Kelsey, it can only get better from there. (laughs) I don't don't know. I'm looking at your kids. I'm not sure, Karen. (laughs) What did you guys do? Um, Well, Ken and I went to breakfast to our annual Sunday not our annual, our every week Sunday breakfast at TNT. And then um, we met up with Brady and Anne in the afternoon and did Top Golf, which was very nice. Um, we got to see Owen on Thursday before Mother's Day because Owen had to work yesterday. So um, it was very nice. And, you know, I never ex- I want a lot on Mother's Day other than time. Peace and quiet with my family. (laughs) Um, yeah, setting that bar real low, (laughs) just just in case. (laughs) I don't want anything, so if it doesn't happen, that's great. (laughs) I was talking to a coworker this morning, and she said a friend of hers. Now their kids must be older, but a friend of hers and other friends, our mothers, who got together and said for our Mother's Day. Uh, we're going to go and uh, have breakfast and then we're going to go to the spa and that's what we want to do. So they left their families and did their own thing. Um, more and more people I talk to about Mother's Day, it's not about um, what did you get from Mother's Day? What are you going to, you know, it's being able to just spend time with your family and or without your family, as the case. Or without your family, some people prefer. And so um, it depends on, like Kelsey, I think you might have enjoyed a day to yourself yesterday rather than dealing with your toddlers. But, you know, it's all part of the memories. And, um, you know, I don't remember a lot about when the boys were younger about what we did on Mother's Day. Um, Interesting. I'm sure my, my mom was always included. Um, my mother-in-law was included up until uh, she passed away. And that was, see, Brady was fifth grade. So I think we all got together as a family and celebrated yeah. Mother's Day. Not the um, immediate family, even even kind of not huge family gatherings, but 
you know, not just you and the boys and Ken. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, we, we you know, incorporated our moms into that. And uh, I mean, I saw my mom on Friday and, um, you know, it was nice to see her and then knowing that I had Sunday to do things with my family. Um, and I, I miss golfing with the boys like we've done. I don't know, was it four years in a row, guys? Yeah, we the, play golf on Mother's Day. The Mother's Day tradition for us has been to play around a golf, and usually, um, you know, non-pandemic setting, um, Dad's been working at the racetrack, so it's just the three of us playing golf because Mother's Day is, as we know, a uh, a fairly large event at the racetrack. But um, uh, that didn't happen this year, and uh, at least the the Mother's well Mother's Day at the racetrack happened, but. Uh, dad wasn't working and um, you know earlier in the week the weather forecast was not looking fantastic for Sunday so we decided to scrap actual golf because as as much fun as golf is it's it sucks to be miserable while outside of the golf course for a couple <laughs> hours so uh, we yeah. decided to scrap that for weather's sake and uh, we'll try again a little bit later in the summer when the weather's a little bit more predictable and warmer so uh, so yeah we did uh, we did top golf instead I have a feeling that Mother's Day weather is just, I mean, we, we get kind of gypped. And then by the time it comes around to Father's Day, it's typically a lot nicer. Come I Father's was thinking Day. the same thing, Kelsey. I want to <laughs> move Mother's Day to August. Supposedly yeah. there's a, a petition or a, a movement, shall we say, to switch Mother's Day and Father's Day so that Mother's Day falls on June the second. Is it the second Sunday in June, third Sunday in June, whatever that is? Um, where the third Sunday in June, where the weather's a little bit more predictable. So can you, can you cite your sources for us, Brady? The radio. They said. (laughs) It's always they. Air quotes they. (laughs) I heard it this morning on my way to work. I I don't. So, so research, and this is going to, I mean, I'm the mother here, but I'm going to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Research bitch Owen. (laughs) So delicate. Would you please research why Mother's Day is celebrated when it is? I will do that on the fly for you. That's an order. Drop how happy I am that Karen assigned the first homework today. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) She's like, yep, this is how we roll in this family. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, and I know in other countries, oh, and you can add this maybe if it's relevant. Other countries do not celebrate Mother's Day the same day that we do. Well, I believe uh, Mexico Mother's Day is today. Interesting. Hmm. On Monday. Interesting. No, yeah. Today, Tuesday, Monday. Today's Monday. Is it only it's, Monday? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. you're in for a long week. You That's thought so today funny was because Tuesday. Ken thought it was Tuesday as well. Yeah, oh, but he's retired. About a so. show, I'm like, it's only Monday. He's retired. <laughs> yeah, for him, it's not so dire. For me, it's no. sort of like, wait, it's a lot more days to deal with. <laughs> well, for um, for my mom, um, I got very used to not seeing her on Mother's Day because, as Brady indicated. Um, we have worked so many years at the track and Mother's Day was a very big holiday. And so my mom and dad are very accustomed to spending their holidays respectively without me. Um, and I think I sometimes bother them if I call them and say, hey, let's do something or get together. <laughs> um, not bother them. My mother would be very mad if she heard that. Um, but She's I think they, <laughs> they are perfectly. Yeah, she, <laughs> hopefully she decides not to tune in. Um, she's very happy and they're very happy to do their own thing. My mom usually takes my grandma out to buy plants, which 
um you know they're a little more cautious about this year because my grandmother's age in the pandemic yeah um but there's definitely a lot of gardening if the weather permits um so because i didn't see her yesterday uh kevin and i are taking our moms to a chocolate festival Ooh. oh oh it's back and this we're gonna weekend, go right? friday yeah we're getting our second covid shots on friday afternoon and hoping that um friday late afternoon slash early evening we'll be feeling well enough that chocolate will be on the menu you should be okay so you're you're doing this friday night yes we did this strategically yeah so that we wouldn't feel like total crap yeah if if your experience is anything like mine it'll hit you 18 hours later this is what we've heard so you know saturday should be a real riot around here at the lachlan household but um so you're saying i shouldn't ask kevin to golf this weekend Oh, be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> then he can't say that I'm the reason he never golfs. <laughs> uh, but no, it'll be nice to see them and to go out. And Brian's gonna come with us, and we're just gonna have a nice little evening with our moms. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's really nice. sweet. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Literally boys- something Bob won't do. That was what oh, Kevin God. was looking for. <laughs> oh my God. What are we gonna do with my mom? Gotta be something my my dad won't ever do. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. yeah. Gardening and chocolate is not Bob's. That uh, that tracks a hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so boys, I'm gonna say you're welcome, um, because <laughs> I I never have asked you on Mother's Day to come over and plant and tend the garden <laughs> and everything. A lot of moms ask their children. To 100%. come and do the spring cleanup and Oof. turn the dirt and plant the flowers. You're welcome. I you would just have done. no idea what I'm doing. You wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't have a clue. And you'd be mad because it, it wouldn't be done <laughs> the right way. So. It's not all that hard to like <laughs> turn dirt, Brady. <laughs> well, yeah, but then we start talking about planting and I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a brown thumb, so I really shouldn't talk actually, <laughs> but I can definitely... <laughs> rotate some dirt this is how you learn brady you know you gotta come and do the work and then you learn how to do it <laughs> should have started me younger then should have started me younger actually karen that yeah. segues perfectly into one of my questions okay which, which was about your your two boys um being pretty involved in sports growing up one of my questions was did you ever try very hard to get them involved in something else and did it stick? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I don't <laughs> think I ever even thought about it because sports was just everything to them. And if I had ever suggested dance lessons, <laughs> that would not have lasted. Even if I prefaced it by saying, dance lessons will help you as an athlete be more agile. Um, although Owen did dance a little bit in high school in orchestras, but Adagio. Yes. lifting yes. women and, and he was very parts. good. I did a barrel turn though. I did do a barrel turn and I didn't land on my face. <laughs> right. Look at you go. Can you demonstrate yeah. said barrel turn? Yeah. He says oh. no. <laughs> I don't think I even know what a barrel turn is, Owen. And you're I the do. dancer of the family. He'd look great. Yeah, I know. Doing one. 
I would face plant so hard right now. <laughs> That's why we want to see it. <laughs> Better put the fork down. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, you know, um, all right. I, I think, was it Owen that wanted to be involved in uh, Cub Scouts? And we kind of, I don't have to say we, I think it was more me, kind of discouraged that because I knew that sports would take precedent over the activities involved in Cub Scouts. He will never let me forget that, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, just Owen, Owen, Owen or dad will never let you forget that. Owen. Really? I think he, he, he was upset about it and you know, maybe that I should have let that happen. Um, but I also knew how much uh, time and energy sports took. So, Let's talk about and, that a little bit. All right. Yeah. How much time and energy do sports take? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm just, you know, debating whether or not my boys yeah. are going to participate. <laughs> well, with our family, because Ken has always been in sports because of his career as an um, athletic trainer, from day one, the boys have been exposed to a lot of different sports. And so it was just a natural flow right into um, whatever sport they wanted to play. So they automatically started with soccer because that was the thing to do back in the day. And eventually uh, they got into football. It, um, Brady, what grade were you? I forget. For football? Yeah, were you eighth, eighth grade? I was eighth yeah. grade. I was not allowed to start playing football until eighth grade. Right, okay. And then Owen, you were what? Fourth grade, sixth, fifth grade? Really? Not till yeah. sixth? I thought it was sooner, okay. Um, and things just kind of went from there. You boys never said, you know, we don't like sports. We, we don't wanna play sports. Um, it's just always been a given that you would be involved. I think you're forgetting the the first one, baseball. I mean, dad was a baseball coach for as long as I can remember, whether it be Legion ball or high school ball. I mean, that was oh, yeah. baseball yeah, was Brady. baseball was the first one for sure. You are right, Brady. I would take you to the Legion games in your stroller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Could he and... still, still fit in the stroller? <laughs> <laughs> I have the my most favorite picture of Brady. <gasps> I know. So good. Yeah. go ahead. Three, three years old. Um, he was in the throwing motion of uh, throwing a baseball. And it was taken by a Daily Herald photographer. <laughs> it was we were at a uh, Legion playoff game down at UIC and there had been a rain delay. And so um, the the Daily Herald photographer was just messing around with taking pictures while they were getting the field ready and shot this picture of Brady. He said, I don't know if this is going to make the paper or not, but um, I will send you a copy of it. Well, that is, um, we got the copy. It never made the paper, but it is my favorite. favorite Missed opportunity. Brady. Missed opportunity out of the Daily Herald. You could have been famous, <laughs> Brady. Yeah. Famous. But I mean, Brady used to listen to the Cubs games, uh, you know, when he would go to bed, he was three years old and listen yeah. to the Cubs games at night. So 
I couldn't even tell you. We we made sure we had on WGN for Owen at night. Yeah, Cubs Owen. Cubs. Yeah, that really stuck. Your your greatest uh, regret as a mother, <laughs> yeah. the Cubs didn't stick. <laughs> but you know, it's just been our life, and I don't regret any of it. I I loved watching them both participate in their sports. Sometimes not as much as others, but um, you know, it kept us busy and active. And I, I think the boys both learned a lot about themselves as they grew and continued playing. There's a lot of injuries involved, but, you know, thank God we had an athletic trainer in the house to help out. And um, that was convenient. You know, and there, there was a, uh, a, I don't know how many years where Ken wasn't available to come and watch the boys because um, he was pursuing his, um, his degree and busy with his other job, you know, of being a high school administrator. So that was, that was hard. Um, I remember, I don't even know how old the boys were, but in the summer between sports camps and their uh, park, park district games, I think I backed out of the driveway uh, 13 times in one day, oh, in geez. and out, in and out, just to get them, <laughs> pick them up, take them there, go do that oh, errand, pick them up. that. I counted because it was just one of those days. I know, you know, um, but we kept at it and we yeah. loved every minute of it. And they never said they were tired of the sports. They wanted to keep playing and. And we're still playing. And well, and today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but Brady also had another interest of music playing in the band and at the high school. So, you know, the, but he kept it up doing his marching band and his, um, his football at the high school, I, know, I was amazed at how he kept those two separate. Well, because there's a lot to learn. Luckily, the the band director at Meadows um, was was understanding of people's other commitments um, while still taking the band program seriously. Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't a joke. Obviously, uh, he still wanted to be a, a good band and wanted uh, people to be serious about it. But I have heard of some other schools. You know, someone over here may have attended one where it was band <laughs> or nothing else. So Huck Frostbuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Mom, how? What's the longest amount of time you spent at one of our like tournaments or games or just being outside the house at a sporting event because of Brady or I? Oh, I'm, oh gosh, I want to say it was probably, and I don't remember which one of you, but played travel baseball. And we would be at these tournaments. Um, well, I, I, you know what, I think you were both playing two different teams. And I remember going from Palatine to North Arlington to I think one of you was in Palatine the other one was in North Arlington playing back-to-back -back tournaments and yeah I'm sure I it was like a whole weekend but seven hours a day you know I got a great tan I'll tell you that <laughs> out in the sun. you know then uh you know Kelsey your mother-in-law and I you know sat at a lot of games together and you know we met a lot of nice people that's how we met um yeah. Kelsey's in-laws and 
you know, the boys made some great friends doing their park district sports and then went on from there. But I, I, I don't know exactly how long I actually, you know. There weren't a lot of out-of-town travel tournaments from a baseball no. perspective. Because the, the, the Meadows program wasn't a true travel program. It was more of a weekend warrior kind of thing. Yeah, but but those weekends, um, those days were very long. Yeah, and it would be have to be both days, and that and that would be our that would be our weekend. But you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to um, work the job that I have, so I could be available to get you guys to where you needed to be and to be at the games myself. And yeah, dad would cool. be there as, as often as he could be. He coached some of you, um, some, some of your, your different leagues. Um, so it was just, um, I was fortunate to be able to be there for you guys. And I'm happy to, I was happy to do it because that's just what we did. People yeah. would ask me, how do you do it? You know, and I'm like, well, that's just how, that that's was just our, our life back then. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now I think back and I'm like, I'm exhausted just thinking about that. <laughs> I'm exhausted <laughs> listening to you. Talk yeah. about it. I'm like, oh no. It hasn't even begun this, for you. Is this what's in my future? Oh. <laughs> yeah. But it is, I mean, you make it what you want it to be. And um, I, I work with a girl who has triplets and two girls and a boy. And those kids are involved in uh, hockey, <laughs> baseball travel softball park district softball cheerleading and um you know they're still young they're sixth grade so i think back, <laughs> you know that i went through that and i'm exhausted and um but you would you just enjoy it you know you you enjoy the the time you have and you enjoy like i enjoyed watching the boys grow through that experience um and I, I, I don't know, Brady Owen, did you guys ever think about quitting a sport that you were playing? Um, I don't think I, the only reason I wanted to quit soccer was to play football. Well, yeah, I know soccer <laughs> wasn't. Uh... No, I, I, I enjoyed soccer um, mm -hmm. to a point. Um, I, I wanted to play football and I was finally uh, given the green light to play football. So the only reason I wanted to quit soccer was was to play football. I do remember... Um, that 12 year old travel team that I mentioned, I did want to quit that because we were so bad and I wasn't playing and I wasn't having, having any fun. So I, okay. I did want to quit that, but dad did talk me out of it. So Cannon you never save it. I was never yep. going to, I was never going to quit baseball. I just wanted to quit that team. Yeah. And we don't raise quitters, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what he said? <laughs> no, that's literally the rule. Because I wanted to quit band about three times. And I got lectured <laughs> all the time about how you, you're not allowed to quit. And I wouldn't practice. And I just got in trouble because I wouldn't what practice. What did you play? The trombone. The trombone. No. Don't get me started. I wanted to play the drums. I was told there weren't any more drummers available, <laughs> like drummer spots. And I had to play the, the guy knew Brady's like, well, your brother's good at the trombone. So you'll play the trombone. I don't know trombone. about good, like, but. Okay. <laughs> Cool. And then, like, yeah, fourth grade, I played fifth grade. I wanted to quit. Wasn't allowed to. Played against sixth grade. Don't know why. Wanted to quit. Wasn't allowed to. I was like, how? 
how are you stopping me from doing this? I don't get it. But <laughs> no. You really couldn't quit anything. I mean, we, we just wanted to see how long you'd hold out. <laughs> but there, was, there was one time where you allowed me to like not quit a sport, but quit like playing a weekend. And I don't know if you remember this, and this kind of ties back to my original question, but uh, we were in a basketball tournament for feeder in like sixth or seventh grade and we drove out she to like remembers. the middle of i don't know where we were we probably weren't we, far but if you were to ask me then i'd feel like we're like in, in the state of washington we were so far we were in home. we were in waukegan yeah it's oh, like okay. half an hour north jesus and we like yeah. played in like a game then we had a long break and they played another game and then at some point we went to pizza hut as a team and it, and i think i just like lightly mentioned that like oh that that pizza really made my stomach upset and you're like you want to go home because we had to, we had to go back for another game and on the ride back to the gym mom goes I mean we can just tell your coach that you're not feeling well that we can just go home so there was one time where you did enable me to quit but not the sport just the weekend and it was more for your benefit than yeah, Karen for, was for, for my well-being I think I had had it yeah I have to but tell I, you one of my ahead. favorite Sharon Marsh moments ever um was going to watch these guys play um I think Pony League, maybe. Does that make sense, Brady? You got to Pony League, right? Yeah, that yeah. was uh, right before high school was Pony League. Yeah, yeah, so I was I was going probably to watch Steve. We were probably, probably dating at the time. And um, Sharon and Libby rode up on their bikes. And I said, hi, Miss, how are you? She's like, we're good. We just came by, but we're leaving. And I said, why? And she goes, because sports are not going to rule my life. That's why. <laughs> Says the PE teacher. <laughs> yeah. So I laughed and I told her this many years later, probably just a few years ago. And she goes, oh, I must have been on one of my high horses that week. Or so. <laughs> yeah, because when you think about it, not only was Steve in sports, but Libby was also very involved in sports. So. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah she, she copped to it. She's like, that just must have been one of those weekends where I was trying to make a point. <laughs> yeah. And my mother-in-law, yeah. some of my favorite moments um, ever with her was, uh, I think we were watching a freshman baseball game and I was walking home from school and they were on the fields, which made sense, right? On my way home. Yeah. And I, I said, hi, Mrs. Mrs. Lachlan, how are you? And she said, I'm, I'm fine. I said, is it Lachlan or Laughlin? And she goes, oh, I don't give a fuck. I married into the name. It's not really my name. <laughs> 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 like, very kind of abashed <laughs> yeah and there you have it now she's your mother-in-law <laughs> and now it's my name and, and i'm married into it. and people right. sometimes ask me and i mm -hmm. don't usually use the f word because it's a little abrasive if you don't know me that well but i usually say i don't care i'm married into it it's not my <laughs> as an homage to my mother-in-law there you go <laughs> she also called the catcher that year a dish a freshman in high school and she was so that like, was that would have been freshman b baseball dish. was it kyle hansen <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> how do you remember that i i vaguely remember that story and just thinking back to i wasn't gonna say anything but I, I, that's I, impressive. I i wasn't on the b team and i our, our catcher was not kyle hansen so it had to have been kyle hansen Oh my God. <laughs> Who knew Kyle Hansen was going to come up on today's podcast? Well, we edit that out. <laughs> yeah, let's actually edit out the name this time. <laughs> we don't have to. He'd be he'd be uh, flattered. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I don't like, know. that's creepy. A little creepy. <laughs> How old would she have been then? 
let's not do the math on it, but maybe a little too old to call the 15-year-old a bitch. <laughs> what other questions do you have, Kels? Um, I guess my one of my questions is about motherhood is your children are now about 34 and 30. Is it so drastically different than other stages or for the last 10 years has it pretty much been kind of the same thing? Like, when do you hit that plateau of motherhood where you're, like, not going through the ups and downs or the constant changes, or do you never hit it? <laughs> Please give me some um, light at the end of this talk. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, oh gosh, that's, that's a lot to think about. Um, let me just say you never stop worrying about your kids, no matter how old they are, because they're your kids. Even though they're the ages that they're at, they're still your babies and you still love them the same as you did as when they were little. And so you're always going to worry about them. Um, you start, I think once they, for me, once the boys finish their college, and started settling into what their careers were going to be. Um, you just have different level of conversations. And they're still going to aggravate you. <laughs> you don't um, say. You're going to aggravate. I'm going to aggravate them. Um, you know, there's always going to be that. They're trying not to look. <laughs> to look too guilty <laughs> they're trying not to look too caught in a lie owen's like Whoa! yeah owen's, owen's focused yeah. on dinner right now it's like, so. <laughs> but it's a, it's a different way of um you know a lot of times parents will say well now they're more my friend than my child um i don't necessarily look at it that way but it becomes easier uh to have Oh gosh, I don't even know how to say this. Like just more um, uh, con more conversations that can get into different levels of, of topics. And because the maturity is there sometimes. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Sure you are. Um, <laughs> yeah hey, listen just... I know you I know she's telling the truth yeah I mean but you know you, you can you can kid around more and um it's not taken as seriously and we talking short um, jokes <laughs> I did not say a word Brady did not say a we word. know everybody's thinking okay. it no. she didn't have Actually, to I have, a, I have a question about what's your favorite short joke that I told about Brady <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know, Owen. There's so many and they all make me laugh. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. I'm sorry, Brady, but um it, it they 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 do make me laugh. And and I apologize that that has to happen. I I don't know why it has to happen. But um yeah, it's just uh you know, your kid will always be your kid. And um but, and like I said before, you're always going to worry about them, no matter what they do. You uh, always hope that they're happy and safe. And that's the best you can um, 
can continue to feel, at least I do. I, you know, I don't know how I'll feel. Well, I know how I'll feel when I'm old and be like, you know, they're boys. Are they going to take care of me? I don't know. <laughs> I hope they do. But we'll, we'll yeah. have to kick them in the butt if they look like they're yeah. not going to. But Kelsey, you have two boys. And so, you know, you, you see how things develop as the, as the boys develop and you sometimes you just kind of follow their lead yeah. on how to react. I overreact as the boys know, whereas <laughs> their dad is more even keel. And, um, but I think, yeah, there's a lot that I would change um, if I were to go back in time on how I dealt with things. Cool. But, um, but it's always like, yeah, well, I should have done that, but I didn't, mm. you know, but anyways, um, just, you just follow your boys and help them develop interests of their own and their characteristics. Um, and then you guide them, but you let them lead sometimes too. So my, my boys are um, interestingly different. Um, and I know that they're, it's early days, um, but all the things that happened with Ben and we kind of then expected to happen with Adam, Adam decided not to do them. Um, he decided to be his own person from a very early age. He is my passionate child. Okay. <laughs> very strong willed. <laughs> uh, Becky jokes that I have a Kevin and a Brian. <laughs> Well, maybe you do. I might. Um, <laughs> you guys know. Um, did you find that your boys were pretty similar growing up? Were pretty different? Because um, I know a lot of the things, you know, my sister and I are incredibly similar. My mom said from a pretty early age, we were, I mean, not the same person, but very similar. My boys are nothing like. <laughs> um they have similarities when they were growing up and then they had their differences um because they're four years apart um you know there's there's times when i think that four years apart was good mm. and then other times i think four years apart was not so good no it wasn't planned to be four years apart it just happened that way um but when they were young uh, like let's say two years old and six years old they were awesome together they played together they didn't fight <laughs> like I don't remember them fighting came later <laughs> well yeah but yeah. um not not like constantly picking at each other and and um they they seem to do things together when they were playing and that you know like in the house um the hard part was when Brady uh, went to college and Owen was a freshman in high school, you know, um, Owen was kind of then an only child, but Owen had his interest in sports. So he kept busy, but I have an older sister who's four years older than me. So when she went to college, I went to high school. I didn't have that sister high school friendship and I, and I, and I think that it affected, you know, our, our relationship for a long time after that. Um, we have a good so relationship you, now, but yeah. Do you push uh, the boys to be 
like closer, even though Brady was gone? I didn't, I don't, I didn't have to push it. I think, um, I, I never, you know, got into, you know, boys, you need to be best friends. You know, I, I let them develop that. And I think unbeknownst to Ken and I, a lot of times they talked a lot when Brady was in college and Owen was home. I think that happened more than we know. And, um, and I, and I'm happy that they're friends now. I know they have their issues with each other on the sports field, on the softball field sometimes, <laughs> you know, but um, I think I watched them. I've been watching them recently when we've had uh, family gatherings lately and, and I just love how they get along and they goof around with each other. They can, you know, be sarcastic with each other and it's all good. <laughs> Tell short jokes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there can't yeah. be much better than watching your kids be friends as adults. Oh gosh. Really, no, Kelsey, yeah. you have got, you got a lot to look forward to with that and it, and it will develop. And, um, it, it, it is really, uh, it's a satisfying feeling that we did something right. Cause they're good guys. Oh, this got so cute. I'm so glad we did this. You know, when, when, Brady went to, when Brady went to college, um, AOL Instant Messenger was oh, pretty yeah. fresh. So that's actually how we talked a lot. And so, yeah, it was, uh, I think you're right in that assumption that when Brady went away to college, I think the summer before Brady left for college, we went to a baseball game, um, Schaumburg Flyers game, just the two of us. And that was the first time we'd ever done anything like that. And then when he left, <clears throat> we you cried, to, no, obviously. No, mom cried for oh. an hour and a half on the way home from that's Bloomington. A, that's a four-hour drive home. <laughs> that must have been weeping. insufferable. I'm just like, whatever, <laughs> he's gone. Can I have him or not? <laughs> Typical oh. Owen, but I'm still here. <laughs> and, I, and I say that as she's sitting in my childhood bedroom, which she made into a sitting room for herself. And Brady's room is still like, a, it's a guest bedroom, but. She made a mom cave is what she did. Brady, Brady leaves the you. house. And Where Brady she's sitting right now. Room, and I leave the house when I'm an adult. And within a week, that thing was just remodeled. <laughs> she didn't miss you that much. She didn't cry when you left. (laughs) Too sarcastic, I I guess. She got all her sobbing out with (laughs) (laughs) Brady. No more tears left for Owen. Oh, not true. Not true at all. But you know what? They they say, you know, when when your kid goes off to college and you you take them there, you move them in and and you say your goodbyes and then you do your little crying on the way home. And then you're done. And then it's like, woohoo. <laughs> Four no, years of bliss. Amazing. You, you got, you got eight years of, I mean, eight years I, straight of, of one of us being away. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Eight years. And, and in that time also, when Brady started college, Ken started his, um, their dad started, um, his, uh, program at Northern to earn his doctorate. So Karen had lots of alone time. <laughs> I did. But you know, 
Um, both of them flourished in college. And I'm sure there's a lot that I don't want to know what they did <laughs> during their time in college, but that's fine. That's part of the experience. I did not go away to college, so I don't have that experience behind me, but um, they made it out the other side. <laughs> sure did. They did. They did. And I must say, when Brady came and told us that he had gotten accepted to Indiana, never did I, because Brady never said, I'm going to a Big Ten school. At least I don't re remember him saying that. I had no idea that he wanted to, to go to a Big Ten school. I always Did you know he that, applied there? No. And what? I you didn't know that? I didn't know because, you know, you don't tell me everything. So, <laughs> Not a strong communicator, Brady. She's right. It's I don't think anyone knew. <laughs> it's fair. As I, as I graduate with a that. communications degree. That's great. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but I always thought of Brady going to a smaller school because he had a small group of friends in high school, great group of friends. And I always thought he was going to go to a small school, but um, shocked the crap out of me when he said he got accepted <laughs> to Indiana that he had never been to. He had never gone to see the school. Yes, I did. No, you no, you got accepted and then dad took you down there. Is that right? Yes. Yep. I think she probably hmm. remembers the timeline better. I'm just gonna put it Maybe. out there. Maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My my memory was um, going to a a college fair at Harper, um, and around the outside of the gym were most, if not all, the Big Ten schools represented, and Indiana was the only one that had a like a sports broadcasting slash communications program. So. Um, I, you know, I, I, I'm such a sports fan that I wanted, um, and I'm surprised this surprised you, but, um, I wanted that sort of <laughs> sports atmosphere in college because, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I was, I was such a sports fan that I, I mean, you know, yes, I spend Saturdays watching college football and the, you know, get super into the NCAA tournament. I mean, what, what better, what better atmosphere than a division one big 10 school for, for college sports. So I'm, I'm kind of shocked that surprised you. I never knew that. Well, yeah, because you didn't ever talk about it. So, you know, you were just too, too the busy great playing, communicator. <laughs> playing yeah. your sports, getting hurt, playing your sports, getting hurt, and so on. Because yeah. you played hard. And, yeah, I'll never forget the day you broke your jaw. That was fun. Oh, that was none a great of, one. None of us ever will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just telling somebody about that. And then Owen, Owen playing football freshman year, getting that almost concussion and oh, no. oh it was definitely a concussion, it was a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> that explains two, so much oh in 2005 the yeah things were a lot different but no i was concussed very bad <laughs> then that explains a lot of it okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just kidding oh just that's kidding. amazing yeah. i was definitely concussed <laughs> you know I, I i was very fortunate to be able to uh stay home and uh and be a stay-at-home mom all those years until owen was first grade and then i started working at a school and um i was very fortunate to be able to um to take care of these two and i wouldn't change that for a second you know ken was working 80 hours a week but he was close by and we could go visit him if we needed to and um right away from the get-go i i knew that this was going to be a sports family yeah and i don't regret any of it so i think life would have been a little bit more boring 
Oh, and yeah. who wants that? Who wants boring and quiet? Not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling because I'm not a big sports fan. Well, I'm not either, Kels. I wasn't always that big into sports, but you just kind of, it's not all about, do you like the sport? It's, do you want to see your kids be happy and active? And if, it, and if the sports are not their thing, there's so many other activities for them to do or nothing or just be kids. You should see Ben's dance moves. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll text you a video. Right. I, I took a, a solid <laughs> to see 90 Brady second a video. video. <laughs> uh, was it, was it shake it off? He was dancing to this. I think uh, it was. This, yeah. yeah. Oh um, my God. Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, mom, it's, it's interesting. You bring that, that boring and, um, uh, you know, descriptor. Quiet. Yeah. Quiet. Thank you, Owen. Um, you know, there's the, you know, the, the stereotypical nuclear family who sits down to dinner every night at, at six o'clock. And there's this, you know, huge home cooked meal. How many times did we just grab McDonald's on the way home from practice? And, um, you know, you eat when you eat and that's it because we're, we're always out doing something. Yeah. How many times have I made a home cooked meal? Not a lot. Um, I mean, I, I learned early on before Brady was born um, with Ken's schedule, I had prepared this nice dinner. And then, of course, he was late because there was an injury and dinner was ruined. And I'm like, OK, that's great. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Good for you. So, and this isn't yeah. going to work ever again. Nope. <laughs> I admit I am not a big cook. I don't I prepare a lot, but I don't cook a lot, but always um you know made sure that there was food for them to eat whether it was healthy you know that's another question but um <laughs> i don't know it was just it was just our crazy lifestyle back then and i don't I, know how how you guys felt about it if if you would have changed any of it but that's just how we were no i mean i think that's that's what we both wanted to do and you know you you asked us earlier if we thought about quitting anything um and you know my answer well i don't know i don't know about Owen with sports i know you, you mentioned your band experience oh but um i don't know anything <laughs> about sports but uh, like i said my my only experience with wanting to quit a sport was a team rather than a sport so um if i wasn't in a sport i was unhappy right i mean we go from yeah. we went from baseball all summer to soccer and then eventually football basketball and then right back into baseball so um, and mm -hmm. I, Owen was even more diverse than than me when it came to his sport participation. So there was, um, you know, probably even more for Owen than than for me. I have a question for you guys, you boys. Uh, if you have We're your men. own, what? Oh, We're sorry. men. <laughs> you manly men. Question for you, manly men. Um, if you have children of your own one day, will you attempt to replicate? the environment that you grew up in you know lots of sports lots of activity lots of noise i mean is it something that you're you're like yep we got to strive for it it'll probably happen anyway right we all <laughs> kind of raise how we're raised right but, um something that you you want to do with your own kids um yeah i i mean i think that's it that that's that's just it you said we we, we raise how we're raised right um you know I, I would definitely want my kids to be um involved in activities whether it's sports or not um you know i i can't control whether my kid is going to be a natural athlete i suppose but um you know it's uh 
yeah, I, I would definitely want, um, you know, future children of mine to uh, be involved in whether it's sports, um, you know, I would, I would hope for, I would hope for baseball and, and football and basketball because that's, that's what I did. But, um, you know, I, I would, I would hope for them to be involved in, in something, right? I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of attitude towards kids being stuck inside playing video games all day, um, and not enjoying a, a, you know, nice summer day. Whereas, you know, we'd be in the backyard playing wiffle ball all day, all summer, every day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think those days, the good old days, the good old days, right. I, I think those days are probably gone, but, um, you know, I definitely would want, you know, organized activity of, of, of some sort. Yeah. My answer is pretty much the same. I, <laughs> uh, sports and activities, I think are just like, that'll be the first thing that I'll introduce my kids to. And mainly because I don't have a lot of other hobbies outside of that. Dad tried very hard to get us into like camping and fishing, and um, <laughs> it I didn't was, work I, with me either. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't have the patience that he has. We're not outdoorsmen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like we're outdoorsmen, but we're not Ken Stiff. Yeah, if you, if you put a bat in my hands, I guess I'm an outdoorsman. Yeah, that's the guy that was born and raised in Minnesota, and we. I'll camp in with Ken. Suburban Chicago. I love a good camp out. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah, think um, sports and activities. Um, trying to enjoy it as much as our parents seem to enjoy it. And, um, or even when they weren't enjoying it, I wouldn't have known the difference because <laughs> right. they were very, very supportive. And even though mom didn't want to go from Schaumburg to Lake Zurich back to Schaumburg <laughs> in 98 degree weather to watch us play baseball, she did it. And, you know, she was not never the type to, you know, miss out on those types of things. So we always appreciated that. And um, I'm hoping for the same for, my kids as well. And she brought snacks until we were too old for team snacks. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. You get teased for that after a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the age is that it's not, uh, not cool to bring team snacks anymore, but I know there was always a rotation for, for post-game snacks. Um, well, mom, before, before we let you go, um, one thing I wanted to get your perspective on, you know, we've had Kim Tyke on who was a nurse through COVID uh, we've talked about, uh, you know, different different things dealing with COVID, working from home, et cetera. You know, you as a school teacher or uh, uh, what, what's your official title? Program assistant? Program assistant, which is a classroom aide. Sure. So you've been uh, certainly up and down a roller coaster ride over the last almost year and a half now. So what's 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 been the you know, what's the experience been like for you um, dealing with seventh and eighth graders during a global pandemic? Yeah, well, um, when we were first uh, locked down, which was a year ago, March, we really didn't know what was in store for us. And it was just a matter of, okay, kids, you're going home for a couple of weeks. We'll see you back. And um, that was it, you know? So then it's like, nope, we are home until the end of the school year. And, um, that time for me was I wasn't involved with the students then because the teachers were able to somehow connect with the kids um, through technology. I don't know how we were not involved in, in that support for the kids from March until the end of the school year. So then we come back to school in August. We don't have students in the building, but now uh, we are part of the classroom through Google Meet, 
we can join, we can support the kids as, as possible as much as we can. So then the kids come in in October and um, it was, uh, for me, it was like, okay, let's come on back in. Let's, let's get back to some business. We had students at home, we had students in school. Um, with, for me, it was kind of a go with the flow. This is what we do. And I wasn't feeling the trauma that, that the, the media was reporting about a lot. Um, you know, they're talking about kids have been through trauma because they've had to learn from home. Well, I haven't seen traumatized kids in our school. I have seen kids um, that are happy to be back in school. They're happy to be socializing. Um, there were kids who were definitely afraid to come back in. And I don't know if that was their own thought or that was their parent putting that thought in their head that it was not the right thing to do. You can't be around other people because of this virus. So you know, as time has gone on, it's pretty much back to normal in, in the school with the, with the students that are in person. Um, I'm hoping that next school year, we get everyone back in the building. Um, I don't know if that's gonna happen, but we need to get back to normal because the kids are, and this might sound horrible, but some of the students, not all of them, are taking advantage of the situation and not doing their work. And it's only gonna hurt them as they move on to the next grade level. So COVID for me was, I was never afraid of it. I knew it was out there. Um, when it came time to uh, think about getting vaccinated, I wasn't, po I, I wasn't positive that I was going to get vaccinated. And then I chose to get vaccinated. Um, Did you feel any pressure from the school district to, to get vaccinated? Um, I didn't feel pressure. I know they were trying to get as many of us vaccinated as possible, but they never said you have to be vaccinated before you can work with students. Um, so the teachers have been in their, they sit in their desk and they have their computer screens in front of them and they and they they do the google meet they're focusing on the kids that that are virtual there are students in the classroom the classroom aides are sitting right next to that student and early on when the kids came back and none of us were vaccinated it was like well you know that that kid needs someone next to him because he needs help um, typing or writing and and we're right next to that student. No vaccinations. We're wearing our masks and that's it. Um, the school is like, oh, but you know, you're six feet apart. No, we're not six feet apart. We are up close and personal with these kids. I take temps of kids every day as they come in the building and these kids come right at my face. They walk right to me and I have to take their temp and I'm like, whoa, back up a little bit. Um, that's not taken into account as far as how, how much contact we have with students. It hasn't bothered me so much as it does other people. But 
you know, I you, go with the flow will, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, science will take care of things and we'll figure things out. And um, I, I've never been that uh, uh, nervous about being around people. So. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Went absolutely. Far. <laughs> that was that was a solid Sorry. like seven eight minute response. So that that was that was good. Uh, oh, Sorry, and I, know... <laughs> I wasn't quite sure what you wanted. <laughs> new perspective. It's yeah. Good. We haven't actually had anyone in a classroom environment. I right. Think we're in, so it's good to hear. Right. Exactly. Um, Owen, I know you had a couple of questions, and I hope you're lightening the mood here. Yeah, for sure. Mom, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need. We're, we're gonna need your um, quick quick thinking brain to take action oh, here. God. We can't take up too much time, but I, I also don't want you to think too hard on these questions. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Oh gosh. I'm you ready? Yeah. So... Uh, no. But go ahead. What's What's Bray's birthday? April tenth, nineteen eighty-seven. What's my birthday? June twenty-sixth, nineteen ninety-one. Who's oh, so bigger when they were born, me or Brady? Yours. Uh, Brady, seven pounds six ounces. Who's bigger now? Bigger in what way? Oh, Ouch. wow. That one hurt. <laughs> bigger height, bigger oh. brain, bigger oh, yeah. oh, right. go, bigger. go bigger brain. Okay. <laughs> Me or Brady, who's your favorite? Oh, wow. Oh, Kelsey Owen. is her favorite. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I need the quick thinking brain. Yeah. I love um, you both the same. No. There we go. Uh, Love it. Um, well, yeah, not as quick thinking anymore. But any any proudest moments as a mother you've had raising us, or just in general? Oh my gosh, proudest moments. Oh geez. Well, a proud moment for Brady. One of them. Now there's lots, but a proud moment I had of Brady was when he senior year couldn't play football and. He was all of the sudden uh, being the, the, the band, um, what do you call him? Drum major. The drum major. <laughs> I called myself a drum oh, minor yeah. that year because I was substituting. I was a drum minor. Okay, drum minor. <laughs> but all of the sudden, he was up there um, leading the band. And um, I was I, that just got me. And, um, of course, when he graduated college, that's a it's just a huge accomplishment for anyone I never went to college so I that was a huge accomplishment um gosh there's just so many uh Owen you um one of the things you did at Northern when you went back junior year is you got involved with your fraternity and you settled down and, and started being an, an athletic trainer. And then you got that outstanding athletic trainer award. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, outstanding athletic trainer award, but <laughs> yeah, you couldn't, you, you couldn't get over the to top. Say that. You couldn't get over the top. Come on, man. Yeah. Humility. And then, and then when you walked across that stage at Northern Owen, I mean, that was, we had a lot of conversations about this is what I really want to do. Do I want to go to college? I don't know. Is it for me? I don't know. And, you know, at the, at the time, Owen, when you were struggling with that, you know, Brady was graduating college in four years. Dad was working on his doctorate and, 
you and I are a lot alike in that respect of was college for me? Well, college was for you. You found out you, you jumped back in and put a lot of hard work into it and became a leader and, and you, and you walked across that stage. So very proud. I need a Kleenex. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. (laughs) Last, uh, last question. Um, Any, you kind of hit on this already, but any quick tips for young mothers, especially of two boys? Patience, patience, patience. Um, Who are also married to Kevin. Yeah. (laughs) Let's add that caveat. (laughs) Karen's like, divorce, divorce, divorce. (laughs) You know, I I was not surprised when I had two boys. Um, I think I was meant to be a mom of boys um, just because of the activity and the excitement that they brought. Um, and so I think just, uh, going with the flow, like you said earlier, Kelsey, um, and patience and, um, give them an opportunity to learn some, um, uh, not only to be a man, but to help out and be, um, uh, thoughtful towards a woman who can, um, oh, I don't know, I'm not saying this right, but just have your boys not only learn the manly things, but also learn how to do chores at home. Um, just uh, just be, a, be a thoughtful person. And be a gentleman. Be a gentleman, oh gosh, yes, 100%, be a gentleman. Manners, manners will get you lots of places. Yep. I was just uh, looking for, I have a friend whose son's birthday is tomorrow. He'll be two. And I was um, throwing some books on the Amazon list to deliver to him. And one of them was um, a boy's first book to feminism or first guide to feminism. And uh, and actually, Karen, some of your advice was in there. So if anyone's looking to... You know, you could have published a book, Karen. Uh, oh, next I don't time. think so. Next time. <laughs> but yeah. it was it was some of those same things of you know, treat treat everyone with respect and. Well, uh, like uh, what was it? Tim McGraw says, "Be humble and be kind." So that's what I would hope. Are you a country music fan, become. Karen? Um, I like that song. I, okay. I do like country music. Yeah, but huh, I didn't know that. I like that. I like the words of that song. So like i learned um, something new about you I just heard that on the, that's that's an older know. song but i just heard that on the radio actually like a week or so ago ish yeah it is an older song but it it has a lot of meaning that i think everyone needs to listen to and not just one time i think it's something that you can listen to a lot and remember oh yeah let me get back to that you know let, let me get back to being patient and kind and humble so that's cool yeah but anyways, thank you guys so much for having me. This was an honor and I hope thank I didn't you ramble too much. Coming on. This was great. I feel like I stole a lot of your boys' glory and questions, but I also prepared better than they did. So I feel okay about it. All right. Well, another proud moment I have is what's happening right now with these guys doing this together. And and um, it's another sign of their friendship. So I, I love that they're doing it together. 
even though Owen had to be called the research bitch. But <laughs> I believe that was. We know that it's it's in good terms that he's. Got that. Well, he, he's I'm trying working, to get a promotion. I was going to say he's not, working not toward me. he's working towards lead research analyst. He's really going to have to blow us away one of well, these weeks with with well, some what's, research. What's holding you back? I mean, come on, it's he. he Promotions are earned, Mom. There's no nepotism here. Uh, I think he's already earned it. So. I think Napoleon I syndrome is holding Brady back from giving me that. I got to tell you, wow. Karen, he hasn't told us why the uh, Mother's Day is this particular week in U.S. So I don't hey, know how much he's let, earned let it. The, let, let the research bitch uh, do his thing here. I got it right here. Uh, Anna Jarvis he of Philadelphia, whose mother had organized women's groups to, to promote friendship and health, originated Mother's Day. On May 12, 1907, Anna held a memorial service at her late mother's church in Grafton, West Virginia. Within five years, virtually every state was observing the day. And in 1914, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson made it a national holiday. All right. Look at that. There you go. Wow. Okay. Research All right. Fine. You, game. you did okay. See? Mother, right. Mother's Day <laughs> is as old as Wrigley Field. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. 1914, inaugural season of Wrigley Field. And were women allowed in the into baseball games at that time? Uh, Great question. Find out next week. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. I Tune will stay tuned. Tune in, Karen. In. <laughs> All right, Mom. Well, well in... in Go ahead, O. Oh, oh, all right. I was just gonna say thanks, Mom, for everything, and it's been great to talk with you and um, take a little trip down memory lane. And we we definitely appreciate all that you've taught Brady and I, and being there for us. No matter how hot the days were and how long the trips were to our baseball games, we always appreciated it. Yep. Oh, second thank that. Thank you. I loved every minute of it. Well, happy Mother's all Day. Right, thank you for joining us. We love you, and we'll see you soon. A big thank you to Karen for joining us. That was an awesome interview. It was so great to hear from her, even though I have known her for a really long time. Some of the stuff that she said was not only instructional to me, um, but also really, <laughs> even surprising also really to nice me. to hear her talk about you guys. That was fun. Boost our ego a little bit, I guess, right? A little bit. She was. She shared some really sweet moments of pride there. So. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as I did and I'm sure our listeners will um, we will be back next week who knows what we're going to bring to the table we certainly don't um, but until then this is Kelsey and I'm Brady and we'll be back oh, the door said, said thank you Don't speak.